Hello and welcome to another episode of the Debutante Report. Once again, I am your host, Michael Lung, back again to break down week seven of Australian Survivor Brains vs. Brawn. And things really got a bit dicey this week. We started off at the final seven and with so few numbers left, it really left it open for a lot of moves to be made in the game. Not all of these chances were taken, but nevertheless, it did make for a really entertaining week of Survivor. We also saw a lot of twists come in this week, which were a bit controversial. We'll get into those a bit later. Um, it's just me this week. Uh, there's no one here with me to talk survival with, but nevertheless, we push on. I'm super excited to break it all down with you guys again this week. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. We'll start off in episode one, Sunday's episode. Like I said, we started off at the final seven, saw Andrew get voted out four to two to one. Essentially, we've got a 4-3 split here, and seven votes, as I've said before, are probably one of the most precarious votes. It's often that part in the game where a lot of big moves are made and where the ties really seem to shift at final seven. So, yeah, this was a really big vote. It didn't turn out as eventful as it probably could have. We saw Way in the middle as the potential swing vote. She wasn't too sure whether she should vote with the Braun Alliance and vote out George, or whether she should stick with the Brains Alliance. She did end up sticking up with the Brains Alliance. I just wanted to say that Wei was in what I like to call the kingmaker position. Essentially, whichever way she goes, she's not really enhancing her own status in the game, but rather benefiting whichever side she goes towards. So, for example, if she switches over to the Braun Alliance, she's just a pawn helping Danny in a game. It's not really benefiting Way to go there herself. She'll just be at the bottom of Danny and Flick. And then if she sticks with the Brains Alliance, she's essentially at the bottom of the George and Kara Alliance. So there's no real way in which Way, I guess, enhances her game. It's just a matter of which way she ends up wanting to go. Can't really say there was, I guess, a benefit with going either way. They're both pretty much the same in that there's no real benefit. I guess sticking with the Brains Alliance, she's with a group that she can trust and people she's worked with before, so I guess that's a plus for her. But yeah, like I said, there's no major benefit to her own game by flipping or with Y sticking. She's just in that Kingmaker tough spot. But yeah, we saw that Wei was still a little bit sceptical of which way she wanted to go. Um, she wasn't too sure whether she should stick or whether she should flip. And I think George really recognised that. I th- think he made a really great play in the lie he made up away saying that Andrew was targeting her in order to put fear into her mind really strong move by George in keeping way tight by his side and ensuring that his alliance would stick strong and move forward by getting rid of the opposite a member of the opposite alliance in my opinion this was a really good move by George um, really good strategic move and kept way um, by his side so really good play by George then I really wanted to say as well that he's been doing quite well in inserting himself into conversations around camp. We see him sneaking around a lot, and every time there's a conversation that's happening on TV, it just seems that George is in the middle of it and is right in there with the conversation and knows what's going on around camp. So, yeah, that's a real positive to his social game at the moment. And, yeah, just moving back a bit towards where this whole vote originated from, so Danny winning the reward ends up taking Waitfleet and Carl with her, looking at the potential for a girls' alliance and trying to get rid of George. I think this was a really, this was Danny's, I guess, only real play. I mean, yep, girls' alliances in the past have seemed to be really strong in moving forward and getting rid of a really big threat. So 
Yeah, of course, it was a real possibility that the girls would get rid of George. I think Danny, though, underestimated how close Kara and George really were. The fact that she brought up getting rid of George in a blindside set off big red flags for Kara, and yeah, there was no way that she was going to flip and form that all-girls majority given that George has been so close to her the whole game. Yeah, the fact that Danny told Kara about the plan to get rid of George, I think really set George off to want to really protect his alliance, and he made a really good play at trying to keep his alliance strong and um, ensured that he wasn't going to be targeted and was the one that was going to go home. Just thinking from Haley's perspective as well, Haley's really managed to integrate herself well with Wei in forming that, that tight duo there. Wei doesn't seem to be wandering away from Haley at any point as of yet, and I think that's a real testament to how well Haley's playing and that she can keep alliance members really tight to her and want to keep someone like Wei really close and help benefit Haley in this game. I mean, haley has been playing really well since she's come back in. She's done really well socially and maintaining herself in the middle and not seeing herself as a target to the rest of the tribe. And so, yeah, I really like the way that Haley's playing at the moment. She's got herself into a really good spot in that Wei's not going to make a move against her, given that how tightly Wei seems to be. So Haley's in a really good spot. I'm really liking little game that she's been playing since she's got back into the game after Redemption Rock. And yeah, at the end of this vote, we see Andrew going home. Can't say it was too much of a surprise. I mean, the brain seemed to be sticking really tightly. Andrew himself as a player didn't really stand out to me as someone who could win the game. He didn't really seem to have a lot of strategic acumen. And the fact that he said himself that he's relying on individual immunities to make it far further into the game kind of a red flag that he doesn't really playing at the same level as someone like a George or a Haley. I think he said in one of his uh, social media videos that he wasn't too big of a fan of Survivor and didn't really have a lot of knowledge going into the game. So yeah, didn't really have high hopes for Andrew going forward, but nevertheless, he was a strong challenge competitor and we see him voted out and makes his way to the jury. I just wanted to touch on something as well that the twist that came up in this episode, the one with the urns, where you had a one in four chance of being safe if you smash the right urn. I just wanted to say that I wasn't too big of a fan of this twist. We all know that Australian Survivor has a schedule it needs to stick to and a set number of non-elimination episodes it needs to have in each season. I just feel like there was an, a better way to handle it than have this urns twist uh, we saw before, like, there's the Redemption duels, we have Dead Man Walking, um, we've had a couple of other twists, just can't remember them off the top of my head, but there was definitely another way that production could have put this in that it wouldn't have slowed the game down as much as it did, because now that we know that this twist is in the game, if we see in the next episode, Sedat players are playing a lot more safer than they would be if there was no twist like this in the game, yeah, especially with the with the potential that players could come back in. I feel like having a redemption duel is still probably a good way of doing it, given that players will know beforehand who the consequence of the player that they're voting out. There's no randomness into whether they stay or not. And yet, yeah, players can account for that rather than have it being sprung up at the last minute at Tribal and then having to adjust plans accordingly because there's, there's a randomness on whether this player can come back into the game. With the redemption duel, you know you're sending two people there one of them's coming back in and you can account for it accordingly. You might even see an Aussie player come in like what Aussie did in South Pacific 
in the way that he sent himself to Redemption Island to make his way back in and make that as a point for him if he made it to Final Tribal Council. So we could see that kind of gameplay come in if there was a Redemption dual kind of situation. I still feel like that would have been a better outcome than this Urn's Twist. So, yeah, not a big fan of it, but can definitely see some ways in which it could have helped players and could help the game flow a bit better than what it did this last couple episodes. I feel like it did stagnate a bit and gameplay wasn't as fluid as it was. Uh, I I mean, yeah, like production needs to have these non-elimination episodes, but there's definitely other ways that they could have done it rather than through these urns, especially from a viewer's perspective and also from a player's perspective as well. So yeah, moving on to the next episode, Monday's episode, we're now at the final six. Uh, We still have the urns in play. And we're looking at a 4-2 split. So we have the four Brains Majority and we have the two Brawn Alliance in Flick and Danny on the bottom. We end up seeing Flick getting voted out 4-2. No surprise here on paper. But then Flick ends up smashing the right urn and gets saved. I just want to go into the details of this vote more so. We see we, we end up having, I guess, three duos in that we have George and Kara. We have Haley and Wei in the middle. And then we have Danny and Flick. So essentially, rather than it being a six vote, we end up seeing more of a, a three vote where these duos are going to stick together as a block um, and then vote that way. So it really gives a different dynamic than it would have as a normal six vote. But yeah, we have Haley and Way in the middle as a swing in that they can vote with Flick and Danny or that they can vote with George and Kara. I think that ended up making the right move in sticking with George and Kara and voting for Flick 4-2, even though Flick didn't go home, just the premise of sticking with their alliance and keeping that four majority was the better move. If they had flipped and sided with Flick and Danny and voted out either George and Kara, this would have put them at a really big disadvantage because say they flip over Haley and Way and they vote with Flick and Danny to vote out George or Kara, whichever one of them goes home, you've now pissed off the other the other person who's still in the game, whether that be George or Kara, and that person is now going to align with Flick and Danny leaving Haley and Way on the bottom of a five. So I think it would have put them in a really bad spot if they had flipped. And now that they're stuck with a four, it still keeps them really strong with George and Kara keeps them tight whilst also leaving the minority scrambling a little bit. So I think they've done quite well in this vote, despite the fact that Flick got saved from the urn. And yeah, I just had a little bit of an idea of how Haley and Wei could have possibly played this vote a bit better. Yeah, assuming that Flick is voted out of the game, Haley and Wei could have pitched to Danny if they wanted to make a move, given that Danny's immune. They could have pitched to Danny that, Danny, you come on board with us at five to make a three to two majority over George and Kara, but you have to vote for Flick in this situation. So in this instance, you force Danny to make a decision as to whether to play for herself, which I think she would have done so, given it would have given her a stronger position in the game going forward. If she ends up doing what Haley and I want her to, which is to vote at Flick, that gives her a really good position going into the final five in a three majority and also proves to Haley and Wei that she'll be a tight alliance member and give them a chance to flip on George and Kara, which is ultimately what they want to do. I mean, I've said before that, yeah, George and Kara are playing a really good game. They've been, they've stuck together the whole game from day one. They've been a ride or die for each other and it just shows how great they've been 
been able to play the middle as a duo. So for Haley and Wade to be able to make a move against George and Kara at this stage and get Danny on their side to form a real strong three majority would have been a really good move. But once again, this Ernst twist comes into play where it really yeah, dulls the potential for a move to be made given the fact that a player could come back into the competition on, on pure randomness. But yeah, that was just an idea from me on a way that Haley and Way could have played it. I think that would have been a really good strategic move. And yeah, really solidified an alliance and ensure that the vote goes your way there. So that could have happened, but we see that Flick gets voted at 4 2, ends up being saved by the own, and we head into Tuesday's episode still at a six. Oh, I missed something. I'll I'll go back to I'll go back to Monday's episode. We saw Kara feeling a little bit uneasy about the vote that's gonna go down. She's been seeing that Haley and Wei have been having conversations with Flick and Danny, even though um, they've presumably solidified a four alliance and there'd be nothing to worry about. But since she's been seeing these conversations, she ends up playing her idol at Tribal Council, even though she didn't receive any votes. Now, some people have been giving Kara a bit of stick that what a dumb move to play her idol, but I feel like in this situation, given its final six and there's so high variance in the game remaining, um, given that she did see some conversations happening that she wasn't aware of, I feel like she made a well-justified move to play her idol. I mean, it's better to stay in the game and burn your idol rather than to go home with it in your pocket. So I feel like it was a justified decision to play her idol. There were reasons for her to be sceptical, and I think it would have been hard for her not to play her idol in that situation. So I think it wasn't a bad move to play it there. She had a right to be sceptical and paranoid so I don't really have an issue with that the only issue now is that going into Tuesday's episode George and Kara are now exposed by not having that idol and we're still left at a final six with a 4-2 split yet once again Flick and Daniel on the bottom Alien Way in the middle and normally a six vote is quite hard to swing votes but yeah like I said now there's three duos turns to a final three scenario and now we don't have the Urns twist, which means that gameplay can become a lot more fluid. And so this was probably one of the more interesting votes because we saw a 2-2-2 split between Kara, Flick, and Danny, and both sides were looking to split the vote at a six, which is really interesting because it only takes one person to flip, not a duo, but one person to flip to make it a 3-2-1. So it was a really delicate situation, and it could have gone a lot of different ways. But Danny gets voted out 3-0 to zero on the revote. Um, yeah, so we saw Flick and Danny try to form a four majority with Haley and Wei, and likewise with George and Kara, so Haley and Wei are still in the middle. Um, but with these splits, they could have really gone either way. So we see it, get, it gets a little bit confusing, but Flick and Danny were going to vote for Kara, and they were thinking that Haley and Wei were going to put their two votes on George, so they have a 2-2-2 two, two, two split that way. And then George and Kara were thinking about Haley. And way we're gonna split their four votes on Flick and Danny, which is what happened. But yeah, just so many splits were going on, and yeah, it really could have gone either way. I was thinking that maybe it could have turned into a two-one-one-one-one situation potentially, given that yeah, there were so many splits and so many things could have happened. But yeah, Danny gets voted out. I mean, I feel bad for Danny, given that she was playing from the bottom. She really tried her best to make the best of a bad situation, and I feel like she was almost there. She was almost there in flipping someone onto her side in order to get the majority back. But yeah, it was just frustrating that for her that 
the brains were sticking together and there was no real wiggle room for her there. Just want to touch on something from this episode as well. Way ends up winning immunity. Now, this is probably one of the most inspirational moments of the series so far, given that Way has been seen as quite a weak challenge performer. Her managing to pull out an immunity win right there was right up there with Stephen Fishback, Cass McEwen, uh, Michelle Fitzgerald from US Survivor, all these great challenge comeback performances. Yeah, it was a really great win for Way in that situation, so it really felt great for her. Um, going back a little bit as well, yeah, so Danny's in this tough position where she needs to flip Way and Haley. She ends up winning reward, and rewards are always a great scenario to be able to build alliances and, yeah, solidify bonds. I think she takes, she makes the wrong move here in taking Haley because Haley, as we've seen so far, is a highly strategic player, knows what she's doing, knows what Danny is trying to do there. She would know that flipping on her own wouldn't be the smartest decision, even though George is a huge threat and going with Braun could be a, a liable option for her. Haley's a, a very savvy survivor player, and I think Danny could have taken weight on this reward and tried to build a bond there. I think that would have been an easier task for Danny to do so rather than to take Haley because, yeah, Wei would have still been skeptical of George given her previous relationships with George and um, getting blindsided by him earlier. So, yeah, taking Haley probably wasn't the right move. And yeah, I think it ends up biting her in the bum because. Haley and Way end up sticking with George and Kara and voting her out in that situation. I feel like just in this, just at this final six vote, Way seemed to be resting a lot of her, I guess, place in the game in Haley. She said herself that wherever Haley goes, I'm going to go. And that could have put her in a really dangerous position. Like I said before, a 3 2 1 could have happened. And Way could have been looked at as maybe the next one going home at maybe a 5 when you're looking to potentially vote out the swing vote. I don't know, a lot of things could happen at this final five. There's so many things that, there's so many different permutations that could happen. And so, yeah, I feel there's a lot of different things that could happen at this next five vote. We saw Flick find an idol that she didn't play in this final episode of the week, which was, in hindsight, now the right move. She goes into final five with an idol in her pocket. No one knows about it. She seems to be in a really strong position and could force the brains to turn on each other at this next vote. So, yeah, we could see a really big vote come off. We could see someone like George go home, which would be a really big blindside there. Really excited to see what happens in next week's episodes. But, yeah, that wraps it up for this week's breakdown. There was a lot happening and looking forward to next week's finale week where we start off with the final five and we'll find out who wins Australian Survivor Brains vs. Braun for 2021. Should be a really great week next week. But before we go, like always, we always get into quote of the week where we look at some of the most obscure quotes from the week and try to find the best one. And this week, I found it very hard to pick a variety of quotes. <laughs> it seems like there was only one person giving great quotes, and that was George. I mean, we have a few honorable mentions from Wei and Kara. Kara especially jumping into the water and saying, Ooh, that's a bit brisk, or Ooh, it's crispy. <laughs> some of my favorite ones but George of course wins this week there were so many to pick from I think one of my favorites was oh I've just been spying in the grass again I don't know why it's becoming an addiction <laughs> one of my favorite George quotes from the week so I'm gonna have to give it to George I think that puts him on three wins for quote of the week this season so he's been giving some great confessionals and not a surprise he wins this week he's yeah had the most confessionals by far of any contestant this season 
But that's going to wrap it up for another week of Australian Survivor. Thanks again for listening at home. If you made it all the way to the end of the episode, I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Debutante Report. And let me know your thoughts on Twitter as well, at Debutante Report, if you've agreed or disagreed with anything I've said. I know it was a bit different without having a guest this week, but it was still quite fun diving into it all again on The Debutante Report. We look forward to seeing you next week for the finale week of Australian Survivor Brains vs. Brawn. We hope to see you then. But have a good one, guys. See you later. Bye.